This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are here in Sefer Bereshis. I love Sefer Bereshis. There's great stories, great role models, great elements to be learned. It's hard for me to connect to many different aspects of the Parshios and different Svarim, but in these Parshios where we have all these great figures, it's easy to get wrapped and lost in the story and in the different elements and the different struggles and the different aspects. So here we come to Parshas Vayishlach, and we're here. Yaakov is coming back on the road. He's coming back, wants to come back to Eretz, to come back to the Eretz Yisrael proper. And of course, he's going to have to confront his brother. And the, the people talk about, the commentators talk about how people, you know, warriors and kings and rulers, especially Jewish kings and rulers, would look at this Parsha when preparing for battle because there's three things that you're supposed to do following in Yaakov's footsteps. What did Yaakov do? He took a three-pronged approach. He took a spiritual approach. He took a physical approach, and he took a wartime approach, basically. Basically, spiritually, he davened to Hashem. He took a wartime approach. He split the camp into two camps. He split the family into two camps, and he took a physical approach, you know, appeasement approach, sending massive, massive, massive gifts to the enemy, basically. Massive, massive appeasements to the enemy. And it might be interesting to think about, you know, we are a Zohar Baruch Hashem here in fall 2023, late fall 2023. We just got back 50 or so of the hostages of the 240 or so that were barbarically stolen and kidnapped during the horrific, horrific 10-7 attacks in Israel in 2023. And it's difficult to think about how much has to be sent to the enemy. But look at how much had to be sent to Esau in order for Yaakov to feel protected. So here too, how many prisoners had to be given up, how much appeasement had to be given up, but in order to get these special Jewish neshamas, these special Jewish lives, these hostages back, we had to get those 50 back, and Baruch Hashem, they were reunited. We should be Zohar that all of the hostages come back, every single one of them happy, healthy, safe, alive, and well. And of course, the sheer the talk should be in the merit of the safe and healthy return of all of the captives. It's for the refuah of all the injured and sick and for the safety, protection, and success of all the soldiers and all our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. So Yaakov takes a three-pronged approach when it comes towards Esau. And we know that ah, Yaakov fights with the angel. Who was the angel? The guardian angel of Esau. Of course, he fought with and he asks him to rename him, to rename him Yisrael, and then Hashem ratifies the name himself later on. But then Yaakov remains alone. But Yishlach, Yaakov sends, he sends off his family in front of him. He goes back for a few pacham katanim, for a few small jars. And the question also becomes, what do we send? We talked about Vietze last week, going out into the world. What do you accomplish in the world? What do you do in the world? Vayishach, what do you send out into the world with your Dalit Amos of influence, your Dalit Amos of making stuff happen in the world? What do you accomplish? What do you do? What can you send out into the world? What positive vibes, positive messages can you accomplish in the world? My favorite WhatsApp by far is the Israel Good News Group. Only good news. Coming out of Israel, heartwarming, beautiful, wonderful stuff. It literally warms the soul, warms the heart. What do we send unto the world? What can we accomplish aside from a day job which should be full of chesed and Torah and mitzvot? What can we do on the side to contribute? I try to do the podcasts. I try to do the Jewish book. Still working on using my music and my guitar when I can to to play. What can we do to put out into the world to do good in the world? So Yaakov sends out 
is sending his family and going on the way, and then he remains alone. He stays behind. Why did he stay behind? Why? Yaakov remained alone. The Talmud points out in Chulin 91a, and the sources come from Chabad, he remained for the sake of some small jars, pach and katana, which is interesting. It reminds us of the pach shemen, the, the shemen zayit that was remained over in the base of Megdash, which we celebrate the wonderful, wonderful holiday of Hanukkah coming up soon. My entirely favorite holiday, hands down, of any single holiday of the entire year is Hanukkah. Best holiday ever. So that's the small jar we commemorate with the Pach Shemen. How interesting in this parsha, right before Hanukkah is coming very soon, very soon, Yaakov also finds some pacham ketanim. He has some small jars that he left behind. It is learned that to the righteous, their money is dearer than their body. Why would that be so? The Hasidic masters point out, this is because the righteous know that their material possessions contain sparks of holiness, which are redeemed and elevated when the object or resource they inhabit is utilized to find the divine will. The righteous person sees these sparks of divine potential as virtual extensions of his own soul, since he understands that the very fact that divine providence has caused them to come into his possession indicates that their redemption is integral to his mission in life. That comes from the Hasidic masters. We know that the man that wrestled with Yaakov was the prince, the angel of Esav, and embodies the spirit of angel of the angel, and that's who he fought with. He went out, he fought with the angel, and he persevered. Obviously, the hip was dislocated a little bit. We don't have that sinew. We don't eat the sinew because of that. But Yaakov remained alone after wrestling with the the angel. And the question is, why was he alone? Why couldn't he prevail over the angel? When he saw he could not prevail over the angel, he touched the hollow of his thigh and he knocked it out of place. Ramban points out, Yaakov's struggle with Esav's angel represents the physical suffering of Gullus. When the angel of Esav injured Yaakov's hip joint, he injured his righteous descendants. In the words of the Medrash, this is the generation of the Shema, the cruel tortures inflicted by the Romans in Mishnaic times in their effort to eradicate the faith of Israel. There were other generations in which the same and worse was done to us. We suffered all this and persevered, just like we suffered in 10-7 and beyond very recently. We will persevere. We will persevere. And Hashem will allow us to be successful, alluded to by the verse Yaakov arrived whole. Because in every single generation, in every single generation, there are people that rise against us. There are enemies, evil, barbaric, satanic, sadistic people that rise up against us, evil, terrorist regimes. Terrible, terrible people that rise up against us, that want to hurt us, that want to destroy us. Every generation, but Hashem saves us every time from us. We have a promise, pleaded from Hashem, given to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, that the Jewish people will always be around. They'll be as numerous as the stars, or as numerous as the sand. If we're Zoha, then we're like the stars, and nobody could touch us. If we're not Zoha, then we're like the sand, where everyone tramples upon us. But hopefully we will always be Matzilenu. Hopefully we will always persevere. Yaakov goes out. Yaakov confronts Esau. He takes a three-pronged approach. We should do what we can in our life to send things out. To take a three-pronged approach, physically contributing to the world, spiritually contributing to the world, and doing what we can to appease the world world. 
I do what I can as an OT to help the kids physically. I try to help them hold the utensils the right way, the pencils, the markers, the crayons, to hold the scissors the right way, to cut the right way, to open containers and use straws the right way at mealtime, and to be involved in, you know, putting on their coats or zippers or buttons or snaps in the right way, and being involved getting the sensory needs that they might need to have, fine motor needs they might need to have. Spiritually, I also like to contribute using the podcast to do what I can. Tani talks this, Tani talks that. Whether it be Tani talks Perkyavos or DAF or OT or radio or the other, or Parsha, obviously, like this one. But we have to do what we can to contribute physically and spiritually and to appease the world, to talk with Derek Eretz, to show that we have good midos, to talk to them and try to have an interest in their lives. All the people in the different classes, I work in five classes this year with five year olds, my favorite age to work with in the DOE. I try to learn everyone's names and to learn a little bit about their lives to show that we have Derek Eretz, that we have midos to interact with them. Oh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? I know you have a niece and a nephew living in your house. How are they doing? Oh, man, it was a terrible weekend. They all got sick. I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope they feel better. Oh, how's it going, Miss Y? There is none that I work with, or Mr. Y. I know you have three kids. How are the kids doing? You know, taking an interest in the world, appeasing the world, showing good midos, derech eretz. Yaakov teaches us when confronting an Asa, when confronting the people of the generation, evil people and regular people, good people and bad people. We need to do what we can to contribute physically, spiritually, and appeasing ways. Understanding we can't always prevail, but we can't always win 100% and prevail, but God willing, Hashem will allow us to prevail and be whole in the end, fighting evil, fighting whatever there is, and understanding that we have to contribute what we can to put sparks of holiness into different aspects. He goes for the small jars. We know how important a small jar is, especially in relation to Hanukkah, which is coming up so soon. God willing, everything we can infuse holiness into. You could speak, you could podcast, you can make a book. I'm working on this fine five book. I hope, I hope it works. We're like 80, 80% there. You know, you can contribute that. You can take a Jewish element and take a favorite spin and make it Jewish. Do what you can, speaking and acting and doing what you can to contribute to the world, to do good for the world. Learn from Yaakov that you might remain alone, but you're never really alone in the world. Never fear anything, because Hashem is always with us. Do what we can. Infuse holiness into the aspects of this world. Provide great things into this world to allow ourselves to fight the good fight, to eradicate the evil and to do what we can. We will, unfortunately, have to go through difficult times, but we should be zolcha to only know from good times and from good things so to do what we can to send out into this world good aspects, good things, good vibes, and good elements. Taking that three-prong approach physically, spiritually, and appeasingly to contribute to what we can in this world in a chesed manner, in a mitzvah manner, in a spiritual manner. If you have an idea, you have a capability, you have a concept, I always say you have to do it, you have to use it, you have to do what you can to make this world a better place. B, some sort of an element of the three-prong aspect, the three-prong approach following Yaakov's lead, not just for fighting the good fight to eradicating evil in the war field or the battlefront, but even in the regular element and the regular aspect of this life, doing what we can to contribute the best way to the best life, making the world a much better place each and every day. And if we could each do what we can, contributing physically to this world, spiritually to this world, and appeasing the world to make it much lighter and much brighter, maybe we could finally be Zoha that Mashiach will come speedily in our days. And may that day, in fact, literally be 
today. This has been Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.